Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. We've shared the load pretty evenly. The problem is that we're not compatible. I think we'd both be better off with new partners. It is April 1988. So the weekend finally ended. You thought about pretending to be sick to get out of school. Would Dennis from Second Period History and his girlfriend in crime, Angela, tell everyone what happened? Would you be ostracized? Well, you got to school and... Nothing? No looks, no whispers, and most notably, no Dennis and no Angela. You don't want to jinx it like when they say Beetlejuice three times in Beetlejuice, which, by the way, you saw on Sunday to lift your spirits. But what's going on here? Did you hear? Ask your friend Lisa. Dennis and Angela are in jail. They got busted last night for smoking this new drug called crack, which is like cocaine pop rocks. Our state where we live, Lisa continues, is one of the last four states to get crack after a rapid spread across this land, America, starting in 1984. You know Angela's dad is a big lawyer, but this sounds serious. I heard they might get expelled. Fucking A! You live to see another day. Is this karma? Is this divine retribution for being giant dicks? Who cares? Fuck those guys! Thanks, crack. Woo! Let's celebrate by opening up this magazine and taking this quiz on compatibility and see just how big of a bullet you just dodged. Yes, it's time to... Listen to Sassy! sassy. Boy. (laughs) I thought you were going to say they died. Yeah, I lost money on that one for sure. <laughs> hey guys, hello, hi. Uh, yeah, the quiz. How compatible are you? What a weird quiz. Yeah, I have a lot of structural <laughs> problems with this quiz. Yeah, I mean, I think we all agree that the quiz from the premiere issue, March 1988, was overloaded with too many options. There were four options for every question. Too many. Mm-hmm. This one has too few. It's just like, do you and your partner agree or would you disagree on the options? But also the options themselves lend themselves to more interpretation than they should. Because, for example, question one is, when Gone with the Wind is on TV, do you both watch or do you not watch together? Yeah, but like needs to be worded more generically because yeah. like the question is, are you willing to watch the same thing with your partner uh-huh. or are you going to go your separate ways if yeah. you don't agree on the current choice, which is like half the questions in this uh, quiz. There's another one just like it with food. But by introducing Gone with the Wind, they complicate the answer because the answer is <laughs> nobody wants to watch Gone with the Wind <laughs> ever. You're never going to have a disagreement on Gone with the Wind. Therefore, right. question number one is moot as yep. far as compatibility wow. goes. Well, first of all, I think we jumped to quiz problem solving with Dave like <laughs> before we've really established Wait, what's going on here. Stat log jam. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this very pink quiz is one of those quizzes that's for you and your boyfriend slash imaginary boyfriend. And by Mm -hmm. that, I mean me. And uh, by you, I mean me, now that Dennis is in jail. And um, so it starts with, so you think you found your perfect match, huh? Maybe he's already your boyfriend. Or let's say you're in mad, passionate lust with, oh, I don't know, River Phoenix. Or that guy who sits next to you in trigonometry, he doesn't know you're alive. To find out if you and your crush are a match made in heaven, answer each question for yourself. Then answer each question the way you think he would respond. Dave, this is critical. It's the way you think he would respond. You Mm -hmm. don't go to this dude and be like, I need you to answer these questions about Gone with the Wind. (laughs) No, but okay, let me give you another example. This is a quiz that you take with the other side of your heart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, but like one of you wants pizza. The other is way into Chinese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you A, mm-hmm. throw a fit until you get your way, you right. know, the mature approach, mm-hmm. or B, 
give in and agree to the pizza as long as it's deep dish? The answer is C, both get what you want, would be the answer no. that I would say no, both say, me and say, Tara would pick. <laughs> Even if I'm picking for Tara and she's not here to say that. We should add, for people who don't know, because you might be new to the podcast, you're only friends of Pam's. Dave and I are married, <laughs> and as of this May, for now, we we yes. will have been married for this pizza things tearing us apart. We will have been married for twenty twenty four years. Uh huh. Is that right? Yeah. Ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah. So the and the food thing is near and dear to our hearts. This is a conversation that we have often, and we finally did solve it. A few years ago. Yep. With the system. The system. Oh. The system's really good. Can we share the system? Yeah, let's do the good. system. Please, this is the DoorDash. Please. The DoorDash cooperative, non-combative dinner choosing system. Yes. Here's how it works. <laughs> okay. One partner chooses three options. The other partner picks one of those three. Next time it's time to pick, you flip it. That's great. That's it. You can get some burgers from P. Terry's. You get some tacos from Tortis Tacos. Or you can get Indian from Star of India. And she picks one of those. <laughs> Sorry, moment of silence for my Austin food envy. <laughs> she gets agency. I, I'm happy because they're all things that I'm happy with. Right. It works. That is the system. And this is not okay. our invention, but it certainly uh, has become a fixture in our house. Tara and Dave are ignoring the fact that C stands for Canadian. It's also very important for you to know. So the C one where they are like, how can we all compromise in a nice way where we don't get into an argument? They pick Canadian rules quizzes, which is not how we play. Right. You go, are you a brat or are you a pushover? And right. then they want to know, are you both brats? Are you both pushovers? Or is one of you a brat and one of you is a pushover? And that mm -hmm. is how love works. <laughs> your system your system doesn't work in my house. They should have created a better <laughs> quiz to approach that because the way okay. they have it right now is so many of these questions mm -hmm. are easy compromises. And the compromise is the ideal solution for a lot of them for me. Like I want pizza. She wants Chinese. We don't want to fight. We get what we want. That's the easy one. That's the easy way to do it. Wait, you mean you order Chinese and, and pizza. pizza? Yeah. I'm making two stops. Sometimes that happens. Decadence. Pam, what, how does it work in your house? Because you are also married. Is one mm -hmm. of you a brat and one of you a pushover? Or do you... <laughs> Pam, doesn't get, Pam doesn't get to eat what she wants to eat ever. <laughs> or do you both defer... Because <laughs> I also have a child. Do your child. Um, that was my next question. <laughs> No, it is. Um, well, the system generally goes, hey, should we order or are you cooking? And then if if we're ordering, what do you want to eat? And then I will if there's a rare night that I'm like, I really just don't want to make any kind of decisions. Yes. Then I slowly make a bunch of decisions <laughs> <laughs> while someone holds the phone and goes, but Indian? Or Greek. You know what? Indian. We can get Chinese. And then you order Chinese. You order all the things you want from Chinese. Yeah. Then the Chinese place isn't open on Mondays. So then you go back to B. B would be maybe Indian, but Indian gives him a tummy. But if he has time to take the thing before the tummy, we can get Indian. It's not his favorite, but it's not about his favorite or what he wants because mm -hmm. I'm ordering. But I wasn't ordering. And the other kid, the kid doesn't eat the other kid. The kid doesn't eat Indian at all. So now if we're going to get Indian because I wanted Indian, going to make a side food. Right. Fuck the system. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm saying is when you guys make your orders, just throw one in for Pam. Get it delivered. <laughs> Whatever you're eating, I will want. This DoorDash, the long one. I'll pay the tip. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's it. But so I use, uh, I, I mean, I know we're a podcast, so technically we have to use Blue Apron. So I just do now. <laughs> it comes in the mail when you say the sentence, I think I'm going to start a podcast. It was amazing. <laughs> and uh, it's very helpful because I, here's my trick. You didn't ask. I order two servings. So we don't have leftovers yeah. because someone in this house will not eat whatever it is I'm cooking that mm -hmm. night because of the, who they are. And sure. so I just make two servings of whatever it is and sometimes i'm eating two servings <laughs> sure <laughs> and sometimes on sundays you just make a bunch of two servings and then people can a la carte yeah that has nothing to do with the system but uh, my point is we don't agree or disagree on, on <laughs> like his is just please make food appear because food means nothing make food appear yeah this this quiz was important to me, Dave, because 
<laughs> I've never, I've never taken it with a partner. Like any time I took this quiz, it was with you know Johnny Depp or right. my cat or something. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here we are. You're late for school, and the sign says "Don't walk." You pick you would or he would. Uh, a run or B wait at the crosswalk. Of course. Now, uh, I would pick wait at the crosswalk. Of course, and he would pick run. Mm-hmm. And that is a hundred percent who we are as base core humans. Right. He calls me honor roll for always obeying the rules. Mm-hmm. And for him, rules are something to break as much as possible <laughs> without without anyone catching wise. That's funny because I almost picked this one because I am also a person who is very much a rule follower, except if I think I can get away with it. And jaywalking is one of the ones that, especially when we lived in Toronto and New York also, I was definitely a jaywalker for sure. So yeah, this is this is one where I would probably run and Dave would be more of a wait at the crosswalk person, I think. Dave's nodding. You know, I'm no big hurry. <laughs> I've been on enough walks with the two of you that Dave and I have been waiting at a crosswalk while you go, fine dummies, I'm over here. And we're like, well, we're over here alive, so we'll see you later. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Flip-flop, you're dead. These are the things on all of our walks that have happened. And, it, and in the in the end, it turns out that if you don't agree on this one, that's that's why you're a good couple mm. because one of you will keep the other alive, mm-hmm. and the other will, I guess, have to get a job to pay for the other one's jaywalking fines. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mine chosen question is: You both have that dreaded history final tomorrow. Do you A, watch TV till about 9.30, then stay up all night cramming, or B, start studying right after school, then go to bed early and get up at 6 a.m. to finish going over your notes? I feel like this is one where we would not agree because I would not, in fact, I would not even start studying right after school because I would have been studying. I was the person when I was still in school where I would like, if I had a paper due, I would mark it like six weeks before it was due and start counting down because I'd like to get, I just like to get ahead of work. I'm a get ahead of work person because I like to get it done and then it's done. And Dave is, uh, I think, more of a do, play a game and finish when it's finished. <laughs> At the time, like 16 year old me, I would be studying early and often and right up to the exam because I was pretty academically minded because what else did I have? Nothing. <laughs> and so, but now like I wouldn't give a shit. I was doing clips for this episode right up till five minutes before we started recording. So, you know, sometimes once in a while I like to get really ahead, but most of the time it's, um, I'm on a steady drip of, of projects. <laughs> and, uh, this is the most compatible answer it says. Cause you, we, one of you knows how to have fun and the other's like, we do need to do this though. Right. Yes, it says you're a good influence on each other. One of you can pick up some study habits. The other can learn to relax a little. I'm not sure that is actually borne out in reality, but that's what the quiz theorizes. Now, I don't want to know your your final scores yet, but I'm just going to ask, did you two share your your results with each other? We have not. Because this is, we have a built-in old newlywed game right here. Right. We find out if you agreed or disagreed on whether you agreed or disagreed. <laughs> it's called agree to disagree. <laughs> Um, but how did, so how did you guys do? What did you get? Uh, it said break up. (laughs) (gasps) For me, it said four to six. (laughs) (laughs) That was my result. What did it say for you, Dave? I'm just finished. Wait, hang on. Give me two seconds. He's still taking the quiz. (laughs) (laughs) Would you see this is, this is proof positive of what Tara was saying earlier. See? She did it like two weeks ago, and I'm like, I'll just do it in the moment. All right, I have just taken the quiz in real time. I'm going to click on check your results. <laughs> oh, boy. We've already found invested. out that Sassy wants Tara to ankle me. Yep. Keep looking. Keep oh, looking. No. Four to six points. Yep. Again, this is a problem with how everything's worded. There are things in here that are about independently what you would do. And there's other mm-hmm. questions that are like, have a group dynamic element to them, right. which mm-hmm. doesn't work with the system they've set up with 
you know, is it the same or is it different? Yes. So I think this is just inherently flawed. And Tara, I love you very much. I love you too. Mm. And I think the ones where we're like, I, th- I feel like we agree on the important stuff and the, you know, the things where we don't agree, it's like, or, or we are, have different styles. Like it doesn't matter. I, again, we've been married for almost 24 years. <laughs> like it's work guys. We're fine. Yeah, well, I got keep them. Wow. Brag much. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say, um, I know you guys might be feeling some things and tonight before you go to bed, you can maybe share your results and figure out where you could be more compatible. Uh, and if you'd like some advice on this two time married human, <laughs> if you'd like some advice from me, um, I've been mm-hmm. married many times. Yep. We got, I got keep them. And I was very worried the whole time because. We got different answers, different answers, different answers. And I was like, oh, this is not going so well, you know. And then it was like, perfect. (laughs) Did you also make him take it or no? You just took it anticipating what you thought his answers would be? What? Okay. I don't want to know what he thinks. No, no, I don't. What if he's, what if he gets drop him or something? I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need the pressure you two are currently under. (laughs) I just realized that I can look up the stats. They're not, they're... Anonymized. I can't tell who they're from, but I can see in aggregate how things went for the listenership as they filled out the quiz. The average is 6.2, while rounded down at 6. So everybody, on average, Sassy says, keep looking. So um, we did get some calls from listeners who took the quiz. First, let's hear from Conrad. Hey, this is Conrad. First time, long time. So I was both seven and a boy when Sassy came out. I've been really enjoying your coverage of it. I took the compatibility test with my girlfriend, and we actually got four to six points. Keep looking. Guess we agree too much? I don't know. I want to say I got really nervous while taking this test with question eight about the gay high school teacher because so many of the correct questions were like, oh, you got to pick different options. <laughs> should we be divided about whether this teacher should be fired or not? Luckily, that wasn't the case. So Sassy did do a bit soft on, like, the petition to have your teacher fired option. Like, yeah, you should agree on homosexual rights and then and then do something about them. That seems more valued neutral than I, I like, I guess. Anyway, keep up the great work. Really enjoying the show. And uh, curse Dennis in second period forever. Bye-bye. That would be tough if you fill that out. And Sassy's like, well, you should pick different answers so you keep the gay teachers on their toes. Like, that would have been, oh, dear. Oh, boy. <laughs> would have been weird. Oh, boy. Um, thank you, Conrad. Uh, we also heard from Chip. Hey, this is Chip, and I'm happy to say that my wife and I are compatible. We got seven to nine points, so I can keep her, or him, as it says here. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's because... Even though it says we're incompatible because we neither one of us wants to watch Gone with the Wind and use a southern accent, I think that's exactly why we are compatible. <laughs> but that's all. Thanks. Love the podcast. Bye. Perfect. I think I know Chip. Chip's a known person to me. Oh, all yes. right. Hi, Chip. Hi, Chip. What's up, Chip? So after my um, traumatic period story and Pam's, we got some traumatic period calls Let's hear the first of those from Angie. Hey, guys, it's Angie. Um, I am calling to um, share in um, Pam's trauma regarding tampons and not knowing how to use them. I know that Pam's story was more uh, sanitary napkins, less pad related, which God bless. Um, But I just I wanted to tell you about the nightmare of the first time I tried to use the tampon because no one ever taught me anything. So um, I went to Catholic school for... 12 years, and yes, there was the rumor that if you used a tampon, you were not a virgin anymore, which is stupid. And I, that's not why I didn't have them at home. I just thought, I don't want to shove something in my yoo-hoo, um, which is valid, <laughs> but, you know, things happen, such as during an I-step test, which is one of those stupid standardized tests that I super always wanted to do super well on because uh, numbers are how I validate myself sometimes. And I have a twin sister, so we had to see who got better scores. Um, so anyway... We're taking this test, and my friend comes to visit, the Scarlet friend, um, and I am whispering to every girl in the cafeteria, like, during a break, do you have a pad? Do you have a pad? Do you have a pad? No one has a pad. Somebody says, I have a tampon, and I'm like, well, I guess this is happening. So they give me a tampon. 
with a plastic applicator. I have no idea what to do with this thing. All I know is that they go in the woohoo. So I go to the bathroom. I take the plastic applicator at all, and I shove it in my YooHoo. Yeah, that's how it went. I did not remove the applicator because I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was a little plunger thing that you could go, and then it was in, and then you're done. No. I went back and took the next section of the I-step test with a plastic tampon applicator mm-hmm. inside my WooHoo. Um, so I spent about an hour and a half like that. Um, when I went to the bathroom, there were many problems, not least of which uh, <laughs> plastic is not absorb- uh, absorbent. Um, and I was very uncomfortable. And a nice girl in the stall next to me uh, explained how to use tampons. And then uh, I tried again. It was more successful. It was not a lot more comfortable, but it was more successful. And at least there was not plastic Barbie doll bits digging into my woohoo. So, Pam, you're not alone. We really need to teach uh, young girls and women, like, we need to update Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, to cover these kinds of situations. All right? Good work, you guys. Bye. Whew. Uh, whew. Man. <laughs> That's a rough one. I think she got the same book that you did, Pam. She <laughs> Based on the use of the word her woohoo, woohoo, yeah. She, which at one point she called a yoohoo. Yeah, and I find them both like way more like yoohoo. <laughs> is it is it woohoo because that's what you say when you get one? Like woohoo! Like <laughs> it doesn't. Somehow it makes it more uh, something someone's supposed to pursue. This is my favorite Blur song, by the way. <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> Yahoo! Take off that plastic applicator! Yahoo! Don't stick it up your thing. But Yoohoo is also very, it's very body. It's like, Yoohoo! Hello! Yoohoo! Uh, <laughs> I'm bleeding! <laughs> Oh no! But wait, okay. Well, so how does how does it work? Like, what is this plunger thing? Explain it, Dave. Walk me through what? it, Dave. Yeah. What? I, I've never used a tampon. What, what? Have you ever seen a tampon? Well, that's not the kind I use because I use I use OBs. So I, there is no applicator. Ah. He's probably never seen one. It's just like it. it well, give me two seconds. All right. <laughs> 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 You're about Woo-hoo! to learn. Pam is getting a tampon. <laughs> Woohoo! I think we're better than Oasis. We are better than Oasis. Because I'm about to traumatize you. It'll soon all be a blur. But this, <laughs> this is, I'm using You by Kotex. Uh-huh. These are compact so that you can, because discretion is important. For the purposes of this discussion, uh, can we please use the term Oasis? Instead of Yoohoo. I'm go- <laughs> oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the Kotex in my Oasis. Uh, yes, exactly. I got you. I got yeah. you. I'm not going to. I need you to know, spoiler alert, I will not be actually using this at all. That's fair. But I'm, That's I, fair. I'm so excited to show you one. So, okay. So she got one of these, and probably she got one that looks probably twice as long wrapped up because this is compact, and yep. they didn't do that back then. I don't right. think. No. Um, they because mean- it's, it's real important. They might really learn. Like, I only know magic and sleight of hand to hide tampons (laughs) in my hand while I'm talking to people and asking for the hall pass. Like, I'm very good at it. I have been in some top meetings and no one knows, like, whole thing, whole thing hidden between two fingers. Like, it's worth so sad that you guys are not seeing the WandaVision hand (laughs) motions that are going on on the Zoom right now. Okay. It was Vagitha all along. Can I go? To, <laughs> can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> it's real important to just hold the tampon to your neck, the back of your neck, and then you can even like you could do this move. I'm just this pro tip here. I have tucked it into. I look like I'm scratching my back. I've tucked my tampon into my bra strap. Yep. And now I'm going to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. No one knows because people will make fun of you. I don't know if you've heard. When Dave turns back. Okay. Yep. So, so far, it looks Dave, like a bank Dave. pen. Sure. We've <laughs> <laughs> got the pen. We've, the got string. The, we've got the string chain. Just make sure those no good nicks don't Dave. steal your tampen. All right. So it's out like this. Put this into the Oasis. 
I don't know any Oasis songs offhand. I'm too nervous. <laughs> Wonderwall, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Now watch this. Now I take my thumb and I go, you're my Wonderwall. <laughs> and then I can pull this out because my body has yeah. got it. Yeah. And this is what Okay. Does. Yeah, that's what I figured. And then, it, and then if you have to be in a bathing suit and you don't want anybody to see, put yeah. the mouse tail away. <laughs> that's it. Basically, you're launching a torpedo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, a tail. A a pocket rocket. Tampedo. I love that movie. The guy (laughs) in Japan teaches that ramen lady how to cook tampons. Yeah. You know, there's an urban legend that girls soak these in vodka and then put them in their, Uh freeze them and then put them in their, not true. Not true. Because Dave, when you get these wet, they go. (laughs) Oh, is that what they make those dinosaurs out of that you put in water and then it goes. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Have you ever, I've used one in an emergency. (laughs) (laughs) Which one? Wait, hang on. Tyrannosaurus Rex, Brontosaurus, Stegosaurus, Ankylosaurus. No comment. This just in. I I asked my husband to quiz. Dinosaurs. Pam, if me and you started a rock band, it'd be called Dinosaur Torpedo. (laughs) (laughs) And we just do Oasis covers. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, we do Oasis covers, but they're all blur songs, but we call them Oasis covers just to drive people insane. (laughs) Go ahead, Jason, go take the quiz while we were here. And Mm -hmm. he just, he first he texted, I don't know, am I choosing, we pick the same option thing or is this an A, V, B? And then I said, just A or B, explain the rules. This isn't what the form allows. I'm asking, do you want me to give you a series like A, big A, big B, little A, et cetera, or fill in the form with whether I think we both picked the same and presumably get a score. And I ignored all that. So he wrote (laughs) seven to nine points, keep them. Are you sure you didn't cheat? (laughs) Doesn't Jason work with stats all day long too? (laughs) I'm just saying, I think he agrees with you that yeah. this, this quiz has some issues. Right. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Yeah. All right. We also got a period call from SJ. Let's hear that now. Oh, my God. I'm calling the Sassy Hotline. Hi, Tara and Pamela. Um, this is SJ from Seattle. I am so happy you guys talked about first period today. So awesome. So April 11th, 1988, I started my very first period. It was the day of the sixth grade science fair. Yes, I was one of those girls. Um, I was often picked to do things outside of the classroom, uh, not because I was a good student, but because I had undiagnosed ADHD. And I realized looking back that my teachers wanted to get rid of me a lot. So they were like, you're going to take the science fair kids down to the gym so they can be judged by random adults and get a ribbon or not. I was not a ribbon because I did my science fair project the night before. It didn't go well. Uh, So I noticed as I was, like, trooping up and down the stairs, my stomach started hurting in a weird new way, and I went to the bathroom, and I had seen the film the year before, and I'd read all the Judy Blume, so I was like, oh, I have the flower in my underpants. This is horrible. And I was that kid who was always like, I know exactly what I'm doing, you guys. I'm actually, like, secretly a day trader or something. I was, like, Miss Cool and collected. So I went to the office, and the... Ancient school secretary, Mrs. Lowe, was there, and I was like, hey, Mrs. Lowe, how are you doing today? Do you happen to have an extra pad I could have? And she gave it out, gave it to me. Went to the bathroom. I applied it. I was like, okay, everything's good. This is managed. I'll go home and tell my mom. And then um, that bitch called my mother and scooped me on my own, like, period-telling privileges that I did not get and I was I remember I was mad at her for the rest of the sixth grade but then I graduated and went to middle school so I was I mean, it was old hat <laughs> by then but I just wanted to share that and also um kudos to Dave for getting like three Starlog Jam uh references in today and I think there should be a sound effect for that too it's like episode three and you guys are already a drinking game so anyway keep up the good work and uh I will have some things to say later that you can just listen to and delete have a good day anybody else picturing that guidance counselor whoever that was with a hot scoop press app from the 20s (laughs) hot scoop i'm gonna tell your mother all about it hot scoop 
I was picturing the the bitchy one from Bob's Burgers with the super deep voice that H. John Benjamin voices. Yeah. The one that talks like this. The one that sounds like the uh, the uh, slug from yes. Monsters, Inc. Yes. Rakowski. Yeah. Since before we move on from periods, I also have a mean period story. This is one that I did to my sister. Uh, I'll just confess it. My sister is seven and a half years younger than me. Um, she also got her period really young. And at this time, my mother had a job that where she traveled a lot. And so she was out of town when my sister got her first period. And um, <laughs> so we she we didn't have anything in the house except for tampons. And my sister was naturally like super scared to use them for the very first time. And I guess like I must have been in like an undergrad. I was, you know, a young, well, a young undergrad. So I was, it was probably when I was my first year. I was like 18 or whatever. And I thought... I'm going to make her so scared to use pads. I will force her to use tampons. <laughs> like, why? Why was this my job? It was an asshole. So instead of just like going to the store or having my dad go and just get her like normal panty liners like a 13-year-old child would need, I got her like adult lady pads from our neighbor's house that were probably like the size of a fucking phone book and was like, here, this is what you have to use if you don't use tampons. Get used to <laughs> and she still talks about it to this day. And you know what? She should, because that was a dick move on my part. And f I'm saying this in front of the entire podcast listening audience. Uh -huh. That was shitty and I should not have done it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> She's fine now. I mean, what? But wait, I yeah. mean, maybe it's too personal a question, but look, like what happened after as far as uh, preferred uh, appliance. Well, choice. I believe she she moved on to tampons, like in the due course of time, but okay. you know, not right away. Like mm -hmm. you, nor it's not normal to start <laughs> from the to hit the ground running tampon wise. It really isn't. No. no, it was a big pad house in my house, and that's because my mom was like a sanitary belt person, right? Whoa. So she already was like, "Do not complain about when you accidentally put the pad sticker side the wrong way." I yeah. used to have to wear a belt that went from my throat <laughs> over <laughs> in my dress. It was I. This thing sounds like the you know the girl and sixteen candles in the back brace. That is what I imagined yeah. a sanitary belt. <laughs> looked like on my mom yeah it really it really sounds yeah we horrible. don't have time to explain that to dave dave i'll tell you off mike <laughs> pam can you can you get your uh sanitary brace and demo it for us <laughs> hold on we'll have to go to a museum and get that like they just do not exist anymore and rightly so all right you guys are all fucked up <laughs> we are mm -hmm. fucked up dave that's why we needed sassy <laughs> all right Next, next clip, Tar. Yeah, we got some calls about the uh, the pop culture of this issue and the last issue as well. So let's first hear from Megan. Hi, this is Megan, longtime listener, first time caller. So I did share a picture of my colors to Benetton bottle on Twitter. Um, I lost count of how many times I had an oh my god moment listening to your first four episodes. Too many. Um, but the most oddly specific is when Pamela mentioned get, getting Elvis Costello's Spike as part of her Columbia House haul. <laughs> uh, that's an album I have not thought about in 30 years, but was absolutely one of my eight CDs for a penny. Um, this podcast is the perfect escape from current reality, and I thank you, Tara, Pamela, and yes, even Dave, the new of the group, um, for that. Um, I definitely agree that uh, with one of your first callers, I said that there should be some sort of listen to sassy sign-off. So I workshopped a few before I called. Um, never going to get you up. Um, beaver canoe. Uh, but I decided to go with something simple, and we'll uh, we'll see if it catches on, okay? Kevin Coogan forever. <laughs> Bye. Love it. Thank I, you, Megan. Okay. I'm honestly asking, is his real name Kevin Coogan? No, Keith it's Coogan? Keith. <laughs> I forgot. Here I got already. Yeah. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely couldn't remember. I was trying so hard to figure it out, but I couldn't. Uh, all right. I also like fuck Dennis forever. I will take that as a sign off too. Yeah, that fuck was off, a good Dennis. one. <laughs> Thank Dennis you. Dennis sucks. 
That was good from Conrad, uh, for sure. Yeah. I think that should be a thing, Colin, with your uh, signed off lines, if we can use a new one each time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this caller did not give their name, but um, let's let's listen to the next one. Hi, Lucinda Sassy. In 1988, maybe 1987, I actually went to the Austin Aquafest, and I'd kind of forgotten about that until the latest episode where it was mentioned. I would have been 11 or maybe 10, and I went with my best friend, and uh, we had a lot of fun and saw Chuck Berry. That's the only musical act I remember seeing, but I thought it was fun. And uh, I got a T-shirt that I wore around for a couple of years after that. So uh, just wanted to thank you for bringing up that, up that, that fun memory. Bye. Aww. Is that, is no name what a healthy adjusted person sounds like? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, it was a new feeling. Not even with, uh, with unpleasant associations with the name Chuck Berry, like the rest no, of us might have. Chuck Berry, it all went fine. She had a shirt that she liked for some time and then obviously didn't hang on to for the rest of her life. It's not a pillow now. <laughs> yeah. She didn't even, ha- yeah, it's not a pillow. She doesn't sniff it when she's sad. She doesn't, she didn't even remember going to this wonderful memory. <laughs> she doesn't Dave. sniff it when she's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should cut that one. <laughs> no. No. Okay. I have no This is what Dave is learning. He signed up for this. Look at him. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. I got my period. <laughs> All right. I regret teaching you about tampons, Dave. Uh. Okay. All right. All right. Let's. We got it. We got more to go. We do. Let's hear from Robert. Hey, this is Robert from New Orleans. Um, the podcast is fantastic. Um, I am not really a sassy reader. I mean, I I, I wasn't because um, I was twenty six <laughs> and a boy. But uh, I have to let you know first of all that uh, plugging in this number, I put in the zero instead of the O, and I called some poor man early in the morning in Colorado. <laughs> anyway, all I wanted to tell you was that <clears throat> I have a personal relationship with, um, she's having a baby, um, it, which is that I was friends with <clears throat> Elizabeth McGovern and um, uh, the, the whole film um, process of that, I kind of knew about. And um, my my uh, closer friend, Cammie, her sister, um, was actually in the movie in a small part and got to meet everybody. And I remember two things about that. One is that um, uh, Alec Baldwin was a heartthrob at the time, and Kenny ran into him on the subway, and he'd just been boxing. <laughs> I, still had, I feel like he had boxing gloves on, but he was very sweaty and, and hot, and she reported back on that. And then uh, <laughs> the other one, which is cool, I have zero degrees from Kevin Bacon because I did meet him at Liz's apartment um, when he was – just completely destroyed by the fact that Tracy Pollan had broken up with him um, and um, actually in tears. So nice guy. Anyway, that's all. Um, keep doing the great podcast. I'm loving learning about um, the, an era that I grew up in and um, uh, girly things that I didn't know about. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Do you think everyone who has broken up with Tracy Pollan hears Billy Vera and the Beaters at this moment in their heart whenever they think about it? I don't know how you could escape it. No. People must have like play it outside her like say anything style. No, it's true. I never thought about how hard it must be to be that closely associated with a song that you had nothing to do with. Yeah. She she ended up with the right person. Who? Michael J. Fox. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> In real life? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They've been married for a long, long time. Since the song. Good for them. All right. This is another one that didn't leave their name, but uh, let's hear what they had to say. Copy, copy alert in the Twisted Sister review. They used the wrong it, and I'm not even sure they can blame autocorrect kinds of things for it. I don't know if that existed at the time. Anyway, bye. Copy, copy. They can't blame autocorrect. It was not a thing. Oh, I should have clipped the, uh, I know how you like them sloppy. From <laughs> Billy Madison. <laughs> we got some other comments inspired by content in the magazine. Let's hear from Catherine. 
Oh, just the voicemail message was worth it. Listen to Sassy. I'm loving the show so much. I'm calling to talk about cutting my own bangs. It's a tragedy. It was not during this pandemic, but during a different pandemic, the one of my soul. Um, It was 1998. I dropped out of college. I felt very lost and alone. So obviously, I decided to go on a cross-country backpacking trip from where I lived at the time and where I still live, the great state of Washington, all the way around USA using Amtrak and the Greyhound. Yes, yes. I did that at 19 with a book called Hostels USA, which I still have, and change for pay phones. And that was it. I mean, no cell, you know, no no search engines. <laughs> um, you know, so besides that, I was well prepared. Um, I brought scissors. And I can't remember exactly where in the country I was. I think it was between Savannah, Georgia, and Baltimore. <laughs> I decided to hack off the front section of my hair in an Amtrak bathroom at night. I remember it looked great for about a day. I have very, very textured curly hair and pulled back straight in a ponytail. If you then cut those bangs, they look smooth and gorgeous. But as soon as my hair hit any humidity, I looked like I had like a pug tail just glued directly <laughs> to the center of my forehead. And the cut was so bang tail, as I've learned that the sharp ends gave me, like, a rough rash right between my eyebrows. Oh, no. <laughs> so I had to invest some of my coin pouch money for the payphone into a large pack of bobby pins so that I could try to straighten the hair out. Um and so that's my my bang cutting story, and it just is really affected me even to today. Don't do it, people. Don't do it. Okay, this is Catherine. Thank goodbye. Bye. The idea of cutting my own hair is so foreign to me. I never would have considered that you could actually cut your own hair. Like sometimes I lift the wrong hand in the mirror. Like, oh yeah, right. I want this one. <laughs> Catherine, thank you so much because I swear to God, two days ago, I was like, fuck it. I guess I'm just going to cut bangs. I don't know what to do anymore. It's been a goddamn year since, more than a year since someone has come near this head with scissors. I'm Mm -hmm. giddy with power from being able to cut, you know, small hair, like short short men haircuts and Mm -hmm. kid cuts because I gave Dee a nice uh, mohawky kind of thing. And Catherine, you've probably saved me from years (laughs) Of regret. Thank you. That story was beautiful. Another pandemic, the pandemic of my soul. I mean, so poetic. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, We also heard from Michelle. Hey, this is Michelle from Texas. Um, Something I thought of that I haven't really heard spoken about much is the photography and sassy. I think that is the thing that drew me to the magazine the most and made it enduring for me. So, like, I went back... Starting maybe five years ago, I started finding old issues on eBay. Almost have all of those golden years, you know, through 93. Almost have all of them now. But uh, the photography is so good. Uh, I don't think other magazines at the time for women, for girls, were like this. With Like, I'm looking at how to shake up your Saturday in the April issue. And they've got totally out-of-focus images what they convey, you know, the feeling of the point they're making, the article. Um, you can see they use black and white. Uh, sometimes within, like, one photo shoot, uh, that's all it is. And sometimes they mix it up. Or <clears throat> later on, I think they use, like, raw film edge of, you know, the photos. I don't know the right term for it. Uh, I just always liked it. I liked that a lot of times they have a fashion spread and they're, you know, naming the clothing that's in it. And uh, 
still the image is really great, but the clothing's not actually very clearly seen. And I just always liked that. The use of lighting, um, location, I don't know. It, it, I was never really big into fashion. And like, I can make garments now, but I wouldn't say I'm into fashion, but I think that I really got interested in photography probably, I don't know, through this magazine. So I just thought it was kind of a, another cool aspect of the magazine. Yeah, the photography is pretty good. And actually the design seems a little bit ahead of its time too. For sure. I agree. Like yeah. the layout inside the magazine, which is Neil. Was that, was that his job? He was the art director. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he had a hand in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we are a podcast, so it's hard to convey photography while you're talking about it but there is a certain non-utility style to what they're doing that she kind of hints at where yes it's a fashion spread but it's not a catalog photo which i think you see in a lot of other places where you must see the buttons on the whatever clearly and you must show off this and that like it is more of a like a lifestyle photo than it is a um like a product photo even though they're all products yeah, I agree, especially when you compare it to, and we talked a little bit about this, when you compare it to other magazines of the era, especially like YM or Seventeen, it's definitely a more elevated fashion style for a teen magazine, more to the, you know, Mademoiselle Glamour, not quite Vogue, but more to the the adult fashion end of the spectrum than the more catalog looks of especially YM, I would say. Yep. So yeah, good observation. Oh my God, Catherine called back. Oh my gosh, it's Catherine again. How can I have forgotten to say that I I cleaned up real good, didn't leave any hair there. I know Tara will appreciate that. And on a separate Amtrak trip during that same around the country thing, I knocked, no one answered. I walked into the bathroom and there was a woman in there dyeing her hair. So there's been many, many hair mistakes made on Amtrak trains. I think that's just like an underreported issue in this country. Okay, bye. Did anybody else think Man, dying on Amtrak was going to end there? Too long of a pause before her hair. I was like, oh, it was a different time. It took the Amtrak time. once from New York City back to Ontario, Canada, where I used to live. And that was such a miserable fucking trip. It was the worst for reasons of their fault and not their fault. Not their fault. It's a very boring trip. It just goes through farmland and train tracks and stations and yucky industrial areas. So nothing to look at, but their food car was the worst fucking thing in the universe. (laughs) They had one thing without meat in it. And that was like the rabbit salad that some places still do. It's like, here is 12 pieces of iceberg lettuce, one cherry tomato and two pieces of shaved carrots, $6, (laughs) please. I'm like, fuck it. I'm so hungry. I'm going to buy it. And he's like, oh, you know what? All our salads froze (laughs) overnight. What? So they didn't even have that. And then in my car, somebody had like explosive diarrhea in one of the uh, bathrooms and not like, oh, it stinks. But like they, I think, were flying around like a balloon, (laughs) (laughs) letting air on a balloon. They're like all over the place because um it was it was uh, absolute pain job. Yeah. <laughs> Amtrak's the worst. Dave, these are the kinds of things that lead a woman to cut her own bangs. <laughs> oh god. Other comments about the podcast first from Kim who is also known to us. She's been on the USA Quiz show. Let's hear from Kim. Hi everybody. This is Kim Vickert calling. I just wanted to give you a few of my thoughts on the show. Um, I am about a decade older than all of you. And so therefore I had never read an episode of, uh, excuse me, read, read an issue of Sassy. I've never seen it. I've heard of it, of course, but uh, I was way out of the demographic and I didn't even know Jane was a thing. And I certainly never knew about sort of the clubby nature of the, of the magazine. So it's all a complete mystery to me, and I'm finding the show delightful. I'm enjoying it so much. It's so funny and charming, and just the mental picture of little Pam, little Tara, and the little denim esprit jackets with the with the colors by Benetton cologne. It's all so sweet, and I'm just 
it's just really, really uh, a wonderful podcast. I'm having a great time listening to it. Um, so my capsule review is for anybody who is too old or a lot well, more likely to be too young to have been part of the, the sassy crew. Um, listen to sassy. You don't have to have read it. <laughs> so I'm enjoying it. Hugely looking forward to issue two and on down through the years. Bye-bye. Oh, thanks, Kim. That's so nice. Uh, we also heard from Kat. Hi, guys. I just want to thank you so freaking much for giving me such great laughs over these last few weeks. I can't genuinely tell you how much I appreciate being able to be silly and you know, laugh and have a good time, even if it's just in my car listening to the three of you joke around. Um, thanks so much. This is Kat from Seattle. Thank you. You never have to worry about us, uh, us not being ridiculous because we can't help it. <laughs> and finally, this one didn't have a name, but she had a shout out specifically for each one of us. So I thought we would close out with this one. Uh, our last clip. Well, hello, Pam, Dave, and Tara. I have been so enjoying your podcast, um, giggling along with all the inside jokes, laughing my ass off of my fond memories of my sassy subscription. Not quite sure if it was my subscription or my older sister, Kristen, um, who taught me a lot of things three years ahead of my time. Taught me about the Ramones when I was 10 years old, rock and roll high school. But anyhow, this episode was fun for me, and I had to point out a few things that just touched my soul. Pam, Los Angeles, come on now, right there with you. Like, that was such a good movie. It just <laughs> spoke to my 13-year-old self. I was born in 75 in the summer, so I was 13, and... Uh, I don't know. I was always fascinated with that kind of world. I, you know, I lived in the suburbs. I was raised military, always living outside of the base, all over the country, and uh, never lived near a big city, but was always infatuated with the seediness of it all. And I still am to this day. You know, no qualms about that. So I really appreciated your trip down memory lane with Los Angeles because I rarely run into anybody who's seen that movie. So good on you, and thanks for uh, the fun memories. Dave, typing class failure, hmm. right there with you. So uh, seventh grade, I was 12. Hmm. Yeah, 12 years old in seventh grade, I think. And had typing class during our wheel, which every six weeks, like we get a new like thing to learn. So I had typing for six weeks. And we had the old typewriters, the ones that weighed like 800 pounds. <laughs> And, of course, it was like took place in a math class. So when typing class was over, you had to pick up your typewriter with all your might and store them in these big metal cabinets. And one day, of course, I was running my mouth, as usual, too much during typing class. And Mr. Brennan, who I reminded, who makes me think that he was Drew Carey in another life, but screamed <laughs> at me, told me to put my typewriter away and go to the principal's office. So I was, you know, all kind of mad and stuff, so I was getting my typewriter up, and I tried to get it up on the metal shelf, and it fell, and it busted a million pieces, and he screamed at me, to get out of the class, get out of my room, no, um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I had to write code of conduct about three times for that shit, but thanks, that was fun, Dave, so I forgot about that whole scenario, and then Tara selling class, same here, I had to make gym shorts out of sweatshorts, sewed leg to the ass. She passed me with a D. She was a good lady. Can't remember her name though. So, but thanks again. Um, I'm so enjoying the podcast. I told my older sister about it, Kristen, and she's been catching up. And uh, we've been having a ball laughing along with all of you. So, who knew this kind of podcast would be so fun? So. Yay! Thank you. And also a good reminder to replace the batteries on your smoke alarm every six months. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dennis's last name is Brennan. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And his dad is the dick typing teacher who thinks he's Drew Carey. <laughs> uh, we got a ton of reviews. Thank you all so much for your yes, reviews. We're not going to read all of them, but we just we each picked a couple uh, to read out. So, Dave, why don't you go first? Sure. Uh, first one is from Laura Manor. 
When my parents moved house almost 20 years ago, I thought Sassy was resigned to a place on my memory. But this funny and smart podcast has brought back all of that and then some. The hosts do an excellent job of giving this mag the mad respect it deserves and also critiquing it through 2021 eyes. Love it. And I'm working up the nerve to call the Sassy hotline. Please do. Yeah, call it. 720-SASSY-GO-G-O, not G-0. Sorry, old man Colorado. This review is from Sideshow Lynn. She writes, I caught myself searching for Enya on Spotify the other day and realized it was because I have been having so much fun with this podcast and was matching the music of junior high to my delighted memories of Sassy. Even if you don't remember Sassy, this podcast is extremely fun. This is what we love to hear. Thank you. I'm going to butcher your name, so apologies in advance. S.D. Fifey writes... I am, not so, slightly older than the sassy demographic, so I wasn't sure how to feel about this when the podcast was announced. But Tara plus Pam almost always equals amusement, so I gave it a try. I did not know about the secret sauce. David T. Cole participating! (laughs) You are correct. This has turned into my weekly distress listen. This is from Mark Siski. I loved Sassy as a teenager and Hissy Fit slash Fame Tracker slash Television Without Pity in my 20s, so of course I adore Listen to Sassy. It's so much fun to look back on Sassy, formative media for so many of us, and celebrate what's still great about it while acknowledging what doesn't hold up. Tara, Pam, and David are the perfect tour guides for a trip back to the late 80s slash early 90s. Wow, Mark, an old head. <laughs> Real fan from the old, old, old days. Thank you, Mark. Man, I haven't <laughs> thought about Hissy Fit in so long. It's sort of like that was your sort of web sassy mini kind of thing. Yeah, that's how Pam and I first met. Yep. All right. Close this out, Pam. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to read one from your pal, Aaron. I heart emoji living vicariously through my new BFFs, Tara, Pam, and Dave, as they deep dive issue by issue into the most awesomely bad teenage rites of passage, as informed by their own lives and pages of Sassy Magazine, or in Dave's case, Starlog. Their slightly snarky whip smart repartee says everything I was already thinking about the 80s and puberty, but stated so much better, or things so freaking funny I wish I'd thought of them myself. XOXO, listen to Sassy Podcast, you complete me. Aaron, I wrote you a letter. Hey, Aaron. I hope it's okay that I'm using this public forum to talk to you, but I think that you and I are a lot alike and that you can tell when more than one person might need to hear what you have to say. And like me, you probably believe there are no coincidences. Side uh, side log to everyone else, Aaron has called the sassy hotline, so I'm referring to some of that. We've all had one fuck of a year, but yours sounds tremendously beyond what one person is supposed to handle. You appear to be doing it with a keen sense of humor and a concept of the future. We're grateful we were able to help you find a few pockets of joy, and we're confident you will continue to recapture your voice through your writing. Thank you for reaching out and out and out. As I emerge from this hotbed of fucking bullshit of this past year, I may not be reattached to my concept of hope or even my corporeal form, but I have gotten in touch with my gratitude. In many of the lowest points in my life, when I was lost, alone, hurt, or helpless to believe in a future, it's Tara and Dave who somehow magically drop in to check on me, seemingly almost on a whim, and with their company brings joy, laughter, comfort, and a restoration of my sense of self. When Tara texted me out of the blue to ask if I wanted to do this podcast, I was literally running through a part of my neighborhood while crying about how bleak it had all gotten. I knew her contact was no coincidence. It was a lifeline. So thanks for giving me a reason to thank them here today. I left you a little link in the show notes just for you because there are no coincidences. Hang in there. You got this. Lilas, your sassy BFF, Pam. Nah. Should we tell Pam about the cameras in her house? <laughs> oh, boy. No. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> Next time, we're moving on to the May 1988 issue and talking about the teen life topics therein. There's a detailed guide on how to kiss, a very detailed story on a teenaged exotic dancer, an in-depth look at PMS, and even the what he said boys are dealing with hot topics. What would they do if their girlfriend got pregnant? It's a lot. For my plug this week, Paramount Plus brought together the cast of the original very first season of The Real World from 1992 for a special limited reunion series. I reviewed the premiere for Variety. We also talked about it on our sister podcast, Extra Hot Great. We will link to both of those in the show notes. Uh, You guys, I just want to tell you that City of Ghosts on Netflix is perfect. City of Ghosts. (laughs) You got to watch it. So good. (laughs) City of Ghosts. 
you can follow Tara. That's all I have. Like, I don't want to ruin anything. Just sit down. It doesn't matter. You could be alone or with someone you love or with someone small that you love. And everybody's going to be so happy. And if you love Los <laughs> Angeles, you will also love okay. City of Ghosts. If you love ghosts, if you love things, it's animated. I don't know. It's great. You can follow Tara on Twitter or Instagram at Tara. <laughs> I'll never get it. I took out the at, the double ads to make it easier. I know, but it's still in my head. Okay, you can follow. But is that... Was that Starlog Jams? Yeah. You can uh, follow Tara on Twitter or Instagram for at... at God damn it. You see, <laughs> you Pam, the ad-ats are all-terrain <laughs> attack transports from Star Wars. They're ad-ats. No, just mm. at Tara Ariana. Don't confuse Fine. her. <laughs> Pam's so red. <laughs> Don't confuse her. She is so Don't red. Don't confuse her. You can follow Tara on Twitter or Instagram at <laughs> It's so hard. There's so many A's and T's in this sentence. You know, I could flip you these plugs follow- so Dave didn't, can do this part and you can do the ones at the end. Let's try that. Hey, everybody. You can follow Tara on Twitter or Instagram at Tara Ariano. You can follow Pam at Pamela Ribbon on Twitter. And you can follow the show both on Twitter and Instagram at Listen to Sassy. Please rate and review us on the podcast app of your choice to help other listeners find us. <laughs> you, can, you can also call us. <laughs> you can also oh, call us at, it. at our hotline. You, no, <laughs> <laughs> you can also call us. Our hotline is 720-SASSY-GO. Leave us a voicemail about the show or the magazine, and we may play it on a future episode like this one. You can find more information about the podcast, visual aids for all of our episodes, and contact info for all of us at our website, listentosassy.com. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Kevin Coogan forever. Yeah! Fuck you, Dennis! Oh my god, already. I'm <laughs> 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 <That's> so dumb. <laughs> 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 <laughs>